Afternoon, sir. Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Okay. How's the sound? Uh, yeah. Sound okay? Yep, perfect. Yep, perfect. Uh, can you hear me okay with the, the earphones and things on? Yes. Brilliant. Okay. Right, let's see. So, uh, just give you a wee introduction for everybody oh, sure. who's going to be listening. Uh, joined today by Paul Burns, who is uh, one of the senior black belts at the Taekwondo school that we run. Uh, Paul has a, a very interesting story to tell today, actually, uh, and in all honesty, quite an inspirational one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put some notes in the and underneath the podcast. So what we'll do is people, as they're coming on to sort of log in and, and, and listen, they, they'll know what the gist of your story has been. Uh, so I'm not really going to add much in the introduction here other than to say it's been, it's interesting and inspiring uh, because I want, nobody's going to be able to describe your story any better than you are. So uh, yeah, right. Let's start from, do you know, actually, I, I wanted to start from the very, very beginning, like to roll this, roll this back to the 80s. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'll mention it just now, and I just said I wouldn't, but obviously we're going to talk about the, the stroke and then the recovery for the stroke. Yeah. But uh, I think equally having someone like yourself who trained years ago and then even, even had the, the will to come back to training before the break after the stroke was quite yeah. inspiring mm -hmm. uh, in itself. So, right, let's go all the way back to the 80s and tell everybody about why you started, uh, how things were when you started, and then we'll, we'll, we'll take your story from there. All right? Yes, sir. Um, well, my journey in, in, in Taekwondo began, yeah, in the 80s. Um, I was introduced to, to Taekwondo. I'd always been, I'd always been an interest in martial arts. Yep. You know, going back to the old Kung Fu movies and things like that. You just, you know, you, you, you think this would be good to do, you know. But I've never ever done it. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've always been overweight, you know, and there's always been issues there, the confidence and that type of thing, you know, when it, it came to step into a place like that and, yep, yep. you know, and, and step one and four. So, anyway, I, I was introduced to it and the... The class um, was held in, in Edelwood, uh, the old sports band. Yeah. Um, and the the first instructor was Joe McLear, mm -hmm. Mr. McLear. Um, so I, I I started attending there, and I, I think I was within two or three months of Mr. Shaw and Mr. Walker starting. Right. They originally started, it was done at the Hamilton College at that time. So just to jump in there, uh, yeah. Mr. Walker is uh, a very close friend to both of mm -hmm. us and uh, a fifth degree black belt because there will be people listening to the podcast who yeah. don't know about the Taekwondo yeah. school and yeah. Mr. Shaw is a senior black belt at the school and also my father-in-law <laughs> yeah. uh, and also a good pal of yours. So yes. yeah, yes. just to jump in there, carry on. Yeah. So. Um, I, I I began and I enjoyed it, and uh, I, I started training away. And um, at that time, I think it was, I think there'd be only, oh no, there was classes lap call as well. So I may have been training four nights a week right. at that point. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then I got up to, I think, about blue belt um, red tags. And uh, I kind of fell away from it. There was a lot of changes going on with my life and within Taekwondo as well. Yep. Um, at, that, at that time, I think I'd left the school. Um, I, 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 my memory's a wee bit scattered on that, you know. Yeah, that's okay. But um, things are changing, and I didn't, you know, I ended up, uh, I fell away from it. Yep. And, uh, I, I fell away for a few years. And then, Do you uh, remember how many years you were actually... So what what age would you have been when what age would you have been when you left training when you sort of roughly? I have no idea because it's 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 all blurry me at that time to be fair for this one because you you talk about is the days I think it, I can't I can't even remember what year it was to start it I'd need I'd need to talk to Mister Walker Mister Mister Shaw they 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 could probably finalise it better than me. But, um, so, I was born in 1982 and started training when I was five, so I'm 38. So maybe, maybe I started, you know, about, maybe about 84, 85. Right, okay. Uh, could, 84 maybe, 84. Right. My dad had died in 1983 and I hadn't started it then. Right, okay. Aye, so it was after my, after my dad died. Again, these were all changes that were happening. It yep, seemed a good idea to go and do things like this. And then, aye, so, um, I, I probably, in, you know, 80, 87, 88, I fell away from it. Right, okay. Aye, do you remember that time? So, so that, that'll be quite a number of years that you were, you were away for your training? Aye. Yeah, I'm looking back to 2008. Wow, right, okay, yeah. 2007, 2008. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason I came back, there was a couple of reasons. I missed it more, more than anything. I, I, I genuinely loved all the training and, and I, you know, and it was hard work and, it, and, you know, why I didn't continue doing it. I don't know. There was just things happening, and life takes a, a turn. You know, sometimes it's the wrong turn that you make in life, and and that was one of those wrong turns I made. Well, let, again, let me just quickly interrupt you there because when I, I meet I meet a lot of people and who are who maybe who who started with me, for example, as a five year old, and yeah. then went up to those teenage years and then left, and and many of them hadn't come back. And some of them have come back, right? But I used to be like like everything. I used to be black and white. That if you had left training, there should be nothing more important than your taekwondo. And and I'm talking about stupid things that I would put in there, like uh, your taekwondo or nothing. And there's no way you could have left. Well, but as I've got a bit older uh, and possibly a wee bit more mature, the I, I've said before in this actual podcast, things get get greyer. There's a grayscale there rather than just black and white. Uh, and I think, I think that, uh, I think that it's, that things happen for a reason. I'm a big believer in that. And I think that you and all of these people that do come back were maybe meant to go and come back because it, it, your appreciation of the art and just everything about it is so much better when you do come back. Uh, yeah. 
you know, I'm, I'm being one of these people that kind of, I kind of believe in fate. Yep, yep. Right. Uh, I don't know why, you know, because it's just a, it's just a word, you know, nobody can tell, nobody convinced me that it's a predetermined route you take, you know. Okay, okay. But I did kind of think that along those lines, it was, I was fated to that for this to happen. Right. Um, so Craig was born in January 2004. Craig's your son? Yes. Yep. Craig, and he's a, he's a first degree black belt, this, decided at the moment. Um, and he's he's a he's a great kid. But he was born in two thousand four, and I always said that when he was going to be old enough, he, I need to get him into some sort of martial arts anyway. Yeah. You know, whether it had been taekwondo, judo, something like that, anything, he was yeah. going to have to do something. You know, yeah. and um, I think yeah, he was about four years old, and we had he had a, an open day at Edward. Okay, right, yep. And, uh, and I brought him up, right, and he was a wee bit scared, didn't kind of like it, you know. Uh, it was only just playing about and messing about and things like that, but he didn't like it, and he's a, he's a very astute, he, even at that age, he was very astute. I said, we don't like, we're not, I don't like the idea of getting kicked in the face, he says. So, just, <laughs> yeah. ain't going to push it, ain't going to push it, you know, that's it. So we, he, he was heavily involved in swimming and learning, you know, going to work the water palace and, and he got up to the development squad and he could have went further if he, he tried. But he got to that stage, he was, he was getting a bit fed up there. And he was, like, he was heavily involved in football as well. And he was getting, that stage, he was getting fed up with that as well. And it was, there was a lot of politics going on with the football. Anyway, so I says, well, he says, can I chuck the football? I says, well, if you chuck the football, you've got to take something else up. Yeah. You're not standing about the house, just doing nothing. He says, well, can I come to the Taekwondo on a Friday night with you or something? Yeah. Fine. One day a week. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. You know, and then he um, started coming along and he just, he blossomed. It, it, you know, it was like he found, he found himself, you know. Yeah. Um, this is starting to turn into the Craig Burns show now. You That's, know. You know, actually, don't worry about that because uh, w w when I'm when I'm, I'm I'm doing I'm having these chats, I take I take notes yeah. of stuff that I want to talk about or come back to. Yeah. And, uh, and Craig's definitely one of them that, that I've wrote down. So yeah, uh, yeah let us go back into let let's pick it up where you were uh, you yourself were deciding to come back. Uh, yeah, well, and, uh, we'll have a wee chat about. About at, that, at, that, at that open day, you know, um, I don't even know how I heard about it. I can't even honestly remember how I heard about it. I must, maybe, maybe I'd come up and seen you before, before that. Or, or it was my fantastic marketing skills, obviously. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, when I was back, I said, I said, I miss us. Yeah, and then I was talking to Mr. Shaw and I was talking to Mr. Walker, uh, and uh, I said, "I need to get back to this," mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and 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 I, you know, honestly, I I always regretted no continuing it, right? Um, and that's the one biggest regret. I don't do regrets, but that's the one biggest 
regrets that regret that I had that I didn't continue from what the first time I was there. Yeah. Um, so I started back and um, I, I think I started back at Bluebell again, a red tags movie. Um, and it was, I think, two years before I graded. Right, okay. Right, uh, um, but which, fine, you know, that was it. And uh, we just worked at it and there was, I liked, I liked the original school I was with, you know, there was a lot of good people there, but it was very, how do you say this without offending folk? It was very male orientated, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was a, a Taekwondo club, if you like. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was about competition and, and things like that. And when I when I started back, there was there wasn't many women, I don't think. Um, but it, it it started changing, and there was the kids class as well, and and that wasn't really happening when when I was there originally. Yep, yep. And it felt it felt better. Okay. Yep. You know, and and other people have said to you, said this to you in the past. You know, this kind of community and family orientation about the, the school now. Yeah. Uh, and I I truly believe that. You know, and, and this whole pandemic thing that has has brought that to a fore as well. You know, and you see how many people are are coming on to the the Zoom classes and and still continuing it, and and we're talking. You know, and but each other to other people, you doing okay and that type of thing, you know. Yeah. I don't think that would happen if you run a golf club, you know. If, you know Possibly not. Uh, just yeah. a wee sort of timestamp on this in case, uh, in case people listen to this sort of as a as a one-off. We are currently twelve or so weeks. <laughs> into, is it twelve weeks? We're currently twelve or so weeks yeah, into so. COVID nineteen coronavirus. Lockdown and mm -hmm. the the martial arts school that we're both involved in are, are currently doing. Or have, we've had to move our classes on online, online to Zoom. Uh, this podcast actually was started during the pandemic, and I insisted to myself at the time that I wasn't going to do uh, Zoom interviews or Zoom chats because I wanted to, to talk to people, but. Uh, this 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 one will go out as episode five. Uh, we had Christine Pollock on episode four. Yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, I actually changed my mind. I changed my mind because there are interesting people like yourselves that I, I wanted to talk to now, rather than than wait until we eventually are able to to meet again. Uh, so yeah, right. Carry on. Carry on. Yeah. So started back, and you know, and you, and I did notice a difference. Um, you've changed over the years as well. I've lost all my hair. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, well, you, it's like you were saying, you were very black and white about things. Yeah. But, you know, the past, I'd say, probably, probably since you got fourth time. Right. You, it's that maturity, I think. Yeah. You know, and a bit more relaxed about it. You know. Yeah. Um, whereas, Probably up to that, you were very, you know, um, 
matter of fact about it. It yep. used to be done this way, you know. <laughs> and it can't always work that way. You've got to adapt and evolve and, and 100%. change, you know. Yep. And then and and the school and the 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 students we have, by and large, are, are wonderful people. Um, if if we from a personal point of view, the support I've had for them yep. since uh, 2017 has been terrific. Before that as well, people, you know, we're always very supportive of each other in the Taekwondo class. But from the, the personal situation I found myself in, yep. and, and, and with uh, Sean and Craig, the support they've had from all the students has just been wonderful, you know. Yep. So, um, you know, I don't know. You want to fast forward to 2017 now? Well, that's so, yeah. Uh, right, so I've took a wee note again here and yeah. wrote down 2008 roughly is when you yeah. joined back again. I think so. And then we have uh, a, a blissful existence in our Taekwondo for the next nine years. You progress through, uh, you achieve your black belt. And then 2017 comes along. Uh, yes. A specific, a, what, what, was this, what was the date in 2017? I'm sure this is excellent. We're, we're coming up to the third anniversary. Right. Uh, it was the 13th of June. Right. So, uh, 20 past four in the morning. Right past four. Right. So definitely yeah. it's etched in your memory. Okay. So yes. let's go back to the, the 12th of June, the day before. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. You... Wake up in the morning, or you head away travelling for work, or what, what's happening? Uh, Paul Burns is yeah, Well, you know, I, I've thought about this because normally I would, I was working in Aberdeen that week, and normally I would travel up on Sunday night, um, stay overnight, feel a bit relaxed. But that that morning, I think I drove up to Aberdeen, which is no light me at all. Okay. And then I got up to Aberdeen, then went straight to uh, the workplace. Right. That I was that I was working at, and I, I was fine. You know, um, a good good place to go and 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 do my, my the type of work I was doing at that time. Uh, but funny enough, the the last person I interviewed that day was a he was a tall chap and very um, lean, but he had this huge big watch on. You know, and I'm I'm a watch aficionado. You know, right, okay. and I went. Well, that's a Rolex, you know, and it's a proper Rolex. Right. Yeah. You know, and he, he says, I used to have it for the job. I says, job? He says, I'm diving. Right, okay. So you, you worked offshore. He was the storeman in this place. Right. And I went, how do you become a diver and then go to be the storeman? No disrespect to you, you know. Yeah. He says, I had a stroke. Wow. Right. And uh, he said they had a stroke two, two years before that or something, or something like that, you know. And um. And I really paid any attention to it, you know, it was just, uh, but I remember that was the last guy I spoke to that day. Wow, you know? that's unbelievable. Yeah. So the, the, the fate thing comes into it here, you know, I normally stay in a hotel in this particular area in, in Aberdeen, this West Hill area, and I normally stay in a um, economy hotel type thing, you know. Okay. Um, one of the inns, <laughs> yeah. They think they're quite premier or something, you know. Um, I normally stay on that one. Um, 
See if you keep, Mr. Burns, sorry to interrupt. See if you stay back, the volume comes oh, across. That's better. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Right, that's clearer. Carry on. So, I know we'll stay in that hotel, uh, and the fate thing kicks in when you think that in Aberdeen, mobile phone reception is pretty poor okay. in hotels, right? That particular hotel group do not have phones in the room. Right. So I decided to to, to change because I like this, um, the Hilton brand hotels and they'd opened a new one in West Hill and it was five hundred a night cheaper and you didn't pay for your car park and those other things. I went, yeah, okay, that'll do me. Okay. Uh, I don't know uh, if that's fate. I've just been stringent, but... Well, you know, I'll lead, I'll lead you on to the fate part. You know? <laughs> So I, I had my dinner that night. I'm feeling fine, going to bed. And then about, I think it was about four o'clock, I woke up, you know, and oh man, troubles, you need to go to the toilet and have a pee, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I was fine. I says, I normally set the alarm for five o'clock. Because um, I like to go up and I, I do some exercises. I do go through the patterns if I like, I go through the line steps and things like yeah. that, you know. So the alarm set for five, I says, I'll jump back into bed. And I'll lie there to, you know, I'll go to sleep and, you know, the alarm gets me up. And I, I did doze off, I remember I dozed off. And then for some reason I woke up 20 past, 25 past, four. Yeah. And I had no feeling in my right hand side. Okay. And uh, I went, oh, that's, you know, maybe just the way I've been lying. Yeah. So I managed to push myself up using my left arm and I got on the edge of the bed and the total right hand side was just gone. And then I sat there, I, th I think for minutes or hours at times you think, you know, but it was literally seconds and everything started coming back again. And I went, oh, it's just been the way of the line, you know, you know. So I stood up, walked across the room, about turned and as I'm walking back towards the bed, the whole side went for me again. And thankfully, I was able to just push myself going to bed, yep. you know, propel myself towards the bed. And this is where the fate comes in, because then the, I get the phone at the bedside. Yep. My mobile phone doesn't work in the, in the rooms. Already, that's, it's, that's it's quite unbelievable that that's right there for you, isn't it? Aye. So, I'm, I, you know, and, and bearing in mind, you don't know what's happened to you. Well, I had a good idea what was happening to me. So I, I picked up the phone, reception, night porter answers it. Yes, what is it? It's Mr. Burns. You need to give me an ambulance if I'm having a stroke. And it just silence. Wow. <laughs> and I, I said, do you understand what I'm saying? Because I don't know if I'm speaking properly. Of course. No, and since I've been involved with stroke groups and things like that since then, the, you can have real language problems and speaking problems and uh, there's a fancy name for it I can't think what it is it and, and, uh, and I think I'm, I'm talking to in, in plain English very eloquently <laughs> but uh, it may not be coming across that you could be saying uh, I need an ambulance for this community blah, 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 blah. Yeah. and that's as simple as it can be um, so it, Eventually, okay, got that, and he, he phones the ambulance, and then he comes running up, but I've got the night latch on. Okay, of course. Right, so he opens the door and he can't get it open, and I'm, at this point, I can't move, you know, 
This is this is giving me the fear already. We're not even minutes into the story. That's, this is the scariest part for me now, because I'm trying to get to the door to let the door open for him, so he can get the, let, he can get in. Yeah, and he can't. And I eventually get to the door, and I'm shouting and everything, and I'm crying, you know, screaming. And I get the door open, and open the lobby to the lobby, and he's disappeared. So I flip the, the latch thing back over so that the door goes over, it's not going to look. Yeah. And uh, I thought, oh, <laughs> this is the crazy things that start to happen, right? What did your mommy always tell you before you, you went out in the morning? You pair of pants on. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a pair of pants. <laughs> uh -huh. And I'm getting there, getting the shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> get my shoes on, right? The ambulance boys come in. Hi, Mr. Burns, what's going on? I said, oh, I've had a stroke. <laughs> they would check that. They come back there. Ah, you've had a stroke, Mr. Burns. I said, I'll tell you that, mate. You know, so how, long, how long did it take? Do you, do you know or do you think for the ambulance to arrive? Uh, the ambulance was there within 20 minutes. It was like, this was still probably about 25 to 5 in the morning. Yeah. So, from West Hull up to, to the Aberdeen Royal Infirmaries, when if it was thankfully again, the, the stars shone for me, they really did. Yeah, the lines because uh, if it had been at between eight and nine o'clock in the morning, it would take 45 50 minutes for it to get to me. Yeah, you know, but they're up there in 10 minutes and they get me in, they eventually get me in down to the. the uh, the Royal Aberdeen Royal. Uh, I then get scans done on me because if it's an aneurysm, they can't pump you for probably this um, drug they use. I think it's called uh, TCA. Okay. Um, I may I may be wrong with that. Um, it's basically a cord drain cleaner. Right. And and they just pump this drain cleaner through you, and it, it breaks up with the clots in your in your vessels. But if you've had an aneurysm, the candidate, you're dead. You've got the likelihood that you're going to die. But they need to check. So they come back. It's the good news. It's not an aneurysm. So we'll start feeding you this stuff. So they, they pump this stuff into me for over an hour, right? But. Um, before they do this, the, the, the consultant comes in to me and says, I need you to sign this consent form. Okay. And this is consent form? For the, for the, to get this drug pumped into me. And I says, um, well, you've contacted Sean and Craig, they're on their way up, they'll be here about 12 o'clock, I'll wait till they come and I'll sign it. You'll be dead. Simple as that. You will be dead by then. And I went, Okay, give me the phone. <laughs> 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 the signing, you know. <laughs> so he signs and they start pumping this um, this um, drug into me. And it's, it's pumped in for over an hour. And then at the end there, they, they disconnect me and I'm lying there in this, this cubicle. And then um, I start getting the feeling back. Okay. My legs, my legs starts working, and my arms start working. I'm standing there like that. I'm saying, "What? Brand new?" <laughs> 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 so in the road, I'll make class on Wednesday. 
Uh, well, <laughs> listen, so 20 minutes, you know, about 20 minutes later, a nurse walks in and she says, Mr. Buzz, what are you doing? By this time, I've got my trousers on, I've got my shirt back on, buttoned up, I've got my shoes tied. Oh, no. <laughs> she says, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to work. <laughs> You're here for 24 hours. I said, no, I'm fine, like, I was working. No, no, that'll go away again, she says, the one I did. Yeah. Right. So she says it just comes, it'll come and go in cycles. So they they took me up. Let, let me jump in there. Let me jump in. There. That's that's something interesting that, that I hadn't realised, and, and maybe people listening won't realise. Uh, <coughs> that that must that must. Uh, how how does that feel to have that sudden? Well, it's well, it's 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 fake. That sudden sort of fake release that oh that's working again for them to be told actually it's no really that does that your emotionally aye, mentally that must have been aye. I'd, I'd say I'd say on that day it didn't it didn't register right that didn't register at all because everything in here is is just broke loose yeah. it's all all over the place yeah right so um, my emotions were everywhere that day sure will tell you you know, um, so they, they take me up into the ward and, and Sean and Craig, they arrive about 12 o'clock, uh, 1 o'clock, something like that. Um, and I was sleeping, I think, when they arrived. But uh, I'd went through a whole load. I'd been crying. I'd been laughing. Yeah. I'd been more tears, you know, and it was, it, it was huge release of it, you know, emotions were just, it was frightening. And you can't control them, you know, I couldn't control them. Maybe other people, but I couldn't. So Shona comes in and she's obviously upset and she's, you know, she's hearing that I could be dead by the time we got there, you know. So she doesn't know what she's coming out of the Aberdeen to see. Yeah. So she gets up into the ward and uh, at the ACU and, um, she comes in and I'm, I'm sleeping and, and eventually I wake up and she's like, oh, you, you know. And Kay's there and he's all upset, you know, and I get upset because they two are upset, you know. What age would, what age would Craig, your son, would, what age would he have been then? He, he would have been 13. Right. At that time, aye. Yeah. Aye. Um, and, and one of the things I, I remember, I remember one of the things I, I cried because I didn't know if I was going to see the two. Yep. I didn't know if I was going to see my mum, my brother. Um, and I, and it was worse because it was in Aberdeen. Of course. You know. So, um, and one of the things I cried for was I might not get to take take one more again. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I'd, I'd sat my, my, my second down mm -hmm. seven months before it. Yep, that'd be right. Uh, yep. Or was it December that year? I think it may have been in December. So roughly six months. And I was crying because I might not get back to take on though, you know. And then I remember at one point, I can't remember if... if Sean and Craig had arrived at this point, or it's before they had arrived, that I said, no, I won't get back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. 
You were already and, thinking that way. Aye, and, and I remember this is you know you you have some clear things and there's a clear picture. There was one point where Shona was leaning, you know, she was holding on to Mahon, she had her teeth down in Mahon. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I said to her, "For heaven's sake, can I move the jail?" And Craig just burst out laughing. You know, it's, you know, and and there was that lightness and you know. Humor involved in it and dark humor, and, you know, and she's like, oh, you know, you know, but you know, I needed that as well, you know, and um, I said, um, I remember there, there was this clear moment when I said, I'm not a victim of this. I'm not going to be a victim. You know, I've survived <laughs> to yeah. that point. You know, at that point, there was still touch and go, and uh, I said. No, you know, this, I'll, I'm not succumbing to this, you know, I'll, I'll get better from it. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, they, they released me the next day, which we still can't understand why, because I couldn't walk. Uh, stayed overnight in Aberdeen, and Shona drove us back down the next day. And then we're in the house back at two o'clock or something. Like that. Okay. And uh, I was I was I was ill. I was bad. And I says that I'll get up the stairs. And I think I crawled upstairs. Okay. And ran to bed. And I, she, I, I remember right. She phoned you. Probably yeah. Probably I. Yeah. I and uh, she was talking to you, and I think you said right, that doesn't sound right. You know. That, that, yep, that, that's it. Yeah, I remember that exact conversation just when you say that next week. Aye. Yep. So she came into the room and she says, Would you want me to do this? I says, I, I don't feel right anyway. And she yep. says, Right, I'm, I'm going to phone the doctor. I said, Right, okay. Just to put a wee asterisk on that that, 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 that was just me having concerns about a friend. Not aye, that I, I, I know anything at all about aye, No, no, I know. Well, aye, listen, Shona, you aye. need to get him checked too. <laughs> I know, I know. No, but um, you know we 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 found the local doctor, right? And um, I managed to get back downstairs, <laughs> sitting in the chair. I says, "I'm not having anybody coming out of the bedroom lying there, lying there." You know. So the doctor comes in and she starts looking at me. And she's looking at me, going, "Mr. Buzz, I think you've had a stroke." I says, "I had a stroke two days ago." She says, "What? Why are you waiting to Thursday to tell me you've had a you know phone the doctor for a stroke?" Yeah. So it's now at a stroke in Aberdeen, I get thrombolized on Tuesday morning. It's just, <laughs> you didn't hear. <laughs> you can laugh about things like this now. Aye. Aye. And I went, well, they released me yesterday. She went, the what? She said, you've been, you've been in hospital for about two weeks. I went, well, they did. She says, right, you're up to Monklands. And again, that type of thing about fate and all that, mm -hmm. Monklands has got one of the best stroke units in the UK. Right, okay. So, I went for Aberdeen, which probably doesn't cater as well for the and that, that may be doing them a disservice, but that's the way I felt about it. To one of the best places for it. Yeah. With one of the leading surgeons, uh, Mr. Baker. Okay. Is one of the leading surgeons across the world on stroke. Wow, okay. Right. So um So just to get back to this fate thing, which I am a huge believer in. Yeah. Uh, so far, there's been three or four things, as you said, three or four stars aligning. Aye. And uh, for obviously, again, just to give a bit of clarity for people listening, you stay in Bells Hill, 
which yep. is uh, two hundred. So, aye, so you're not. I'm 168 mile from from Aberdeen. Indeed, but it's not that many miles to the one of the best stroke surgeons in the world. No, in the UK, sorry, which is yeah. just five minutes from the road for you. Pretty aye, much. basically. Aye. Yeah. Aye. Okay, sorry. Mullins Hospital was um, seven miles. Right, okay, yeah. Somewhere. Like so it, it made sense, and then at least Jonah could visit me in the hospital. And, you know, and we're not in Aberdeen, we're not still there. And by the way, the people at Hilton were absolutely fantastic. They offered to put my family up free of charge for the next two or three weeks, you know, until I was released to the hospital. Well, anybody listening to this, make sure you check in. Uh, the, be the best thing is, I had phoned up the whole one of line before she went in this girl. says, Could you sort out a room for, my, for the wife and the boy? Uh -huh. Mr. Burns is already done. Wow, okay. Uh, and they'll stay here free of charge. And I burst out crying. Mm -hmm. Right, and this is we crying for we crying for. I says it's just generosity and all that. And then I started laughing. This is what you laugh for. I said, You have no idea how much my boy can eat. <laughs> <laughs> and the phone went quiet again, and then you heard her laughing, you know, and I thought, oh, that's okay, you know. So, um, I, so I, I, I got into to Monklands, and basically the next day they just started working on me. Okay. And uh, I was in there for nine days, I think. Mm -hmm. And then I, get, um, I got released, I think, around about the 24th of June. Uh, and I started my, my physio and occupational therapy. They, you have what's called a CARS team, and the CARS team come and visit you in the house. Okay. They try and you get you moving about, and, they, and the lasses and, and the boys are all great. But you get them for about, I think, six to eight weeks, and then you get re referred to uh, the outpatients. So Again, this was a, another fate thing, whether I could, I'm supposed to go to Wisher, right? And uh, one of the CARS team says, well, you're, the way you're affected, I'd rather you went to Coat Hill because uh, Fiona and Susan are kind of experts on the hand and arm stuff. Okay. And they're not the same or at Wisher like that. And that's, and that's the NHS staff? That aye, are, aye. Okay. And uh, so they, they got me over to, to go to start going to Coat Hill. And I was with them for about three, four months, I think. And they, they brought me on a huge amount as well. Uh, so the physio team and the occupational therapy team are forever indebted to, I mean, forever indebted to all the NH staff are involved in this, you know, and it's not just them, but uh, they were, they seen, they, they liked, the fact that I had set myself goals, uh -huh. you know, and um, and I said to them, you know, I'll be back at my taekwondo, yeah. and they looked at me as if I was daft. Right, again, yeah. there's there's a wee point just to, to nip in, so uh, one question and one, one comment at this point, so the question mm -hmm. would be, and again, this is, this is coming from someone who doesn't have any knowledge in it at all, how, how severe a stroke or an episode had you had you had, or, or can they be ranked in such a way that every, every, they say that every stroke is the you know is could be a killer. Okay. So every stroke can kill you. I had two strokes that day. Right. Okay. Right. Um, the 
my stroke occurred in the left hand side of my brain, which affects your right hand side. Of course, right. Right. And in a way, it's beneficial to have it in your left hand side and affect your right hand side. Right. Apparently, if you have your left hand side if is affected, you can end up blind and you know a lot more severe. Um that if you if the stroke is in your right hand side, it's more severe. Yes, the right hand, the right, the right hemisphere of your brain. Yeah, that's, right. I think that's the way they, they term it. Okay. Um, but it's still, you know, it could still kill you. Yep. You know, wherever it is. So I, I ended up, I had two strokes that particular day um, on the 13th of June. And uh, yeah, it, it was severe enough, right? I was, I was badly affected down the right hand side for, well, I'm still affected down the right hand side. Um, but with the work that I've been doing yeah. through the, the outpatient stuff and through Taekwondo, and largely this is due to Taekwondo at this point now, um, I've, I've improved, I don't know, but I'm, I'm probably back at 90% of the movements. Right. So, I I uh, I don't think this is this is a I don't think it's a harsh or or sort of bad assessment. But when I was uh, when I was at your bedside when you were back in, in the hospital down here, uh, I I think it's being honest, and I don't think it, it would it would surprise you. But I left the hospital after seeing you, which must have been maybe the the Friday or the Saturday or whenever it was close to it. Mm. I left the hospital thinking, I don't know if he'll ever train again. Aye. And again, this is coming for the guy who, I mean, this is why I think your story's as remarkable as what it is, because I, I've, got, I've got faith in people that, that they can, that, the, the, the sky's the limit for everybody that comes oh, to school, yeah. anybody yeah. that I know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just I, I love the I love the possibilities for people. Yes. But even me, I left thinking. And again, you were being so positive in the, when you, and lying in the hospital bed, and, and uh, I'm, I'm, when I left the hospital that day, I'm thinking this is going to be difficult. This is going to be really difficult for this man. Yeah. Uh, and then you just set about proving everybody wrong. Well, no. You know, there was, there was lots of dark times. You know, when I got released from hospital, there was lots of times in here that my voice was raised and I got angry and I got angry with myself. Um, I was, I, I couldn't button my shirt up. I couldn't tie shoelaces. I was a 56 year old man. Yep. You know, you kind you, you of go for a bath unaided. You know, you need people to help you get out of bath, you know. Um, and that's so embarrassing. That's you know your pride that takes up. My pride took a hell of a barn. I think everybody's would. I think Aye, he's would. So there was a lot of harsh words spoken, you know, um, and unfairly they were spoken, you know. And I'll I'll never forgive myself. But again, there's there's things happening in your brain that sometimes you can't control. And, yes, of course you know, not. Uh, and there was a lot of dark times where you, you, you know, and I did say, and you know, I'd been better off dead, you know. Oh, okay. Right. 
Um, so that must be, get, that, you can't be too harsh on yourself there because that must be an emotion that right. a, a big majority of people that get through what you've been through must think. I mean, the bravery yes. to actually, the bravery to, to say that on a public forum like this, it can only help people. It can only help people. Right. Uh, because it's, it's not, I think it's one of those things that even just a statement to come out and make, I, I can't see how anybody wouldn't let that cross their mind for, for, a, for even a second. Yeah. Must have done. Um, Aye, and, and, and it, it came across a right few times. I never go to the stage where I was kind of suicidal or anything. Ah, okay. That never entered my, my mind at all. Although I, I got so depressed at, at times, they, they did ask me if I wanted to go and see a psychologist. Right, okay. So I did go once, and then she went and said to me, there's nothing wrong with you, Paul. Here you go. Right. You know, you're wasting valuable time here. You know, I could be talking to people that are really depressed and really, you know, and 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 one the biggest saviour I had, I think, was getting back to Taekwondo. Right. So and getting back to the school, I think, is more important to to see than was getting back to our school was more Craig, important. Craig, your son, he's as we established, he's thirteen at this time. He's mm -hmm. still attending his classes. You're obviously trying to keep as much normality yeah. as possible. Uh, yeah. So let, let's let's jump ahead then to you you coming to you you even if you can remember I don't know if you can the first time you came to the yeah school, it was what uh, happened in the first couple of weeks I I, I came to Lark Hall School first I was I was on my sticks at that time or okay. stick I can't remember if it was one or two uh, crutches I can't I just can't remember now. That's okay. Uh, and yeah, I remember I, I went up uh, in the Lark Hall School uh, and I sat out the back. And and one of the reasons that, you know, and I don't, I don't want this to sound, I don't want it to sound that I don't appreciate it, right? But one of the reasons I needed to come back to the school was, People would were constantly asking Shona how I was, mm -hmm. and they'd be asking Craig how I was, and they'd be coming out and telling me, and I'm saying it's it's no fear you getting all this because they're kind of upset with everything that's happening as well. Oh, no, again, listen, that's that's completely understandable. Uh, so I said, right, you know, maybe it's I I need to go and just watch, you know, and and besides that, I was getting driving crazy just sitting in four walls. I I don't watch much television. Okay. Right, um, and the fact that I, 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 you know, I just don't watch much television at all, unless it's like Casablanca's one or something. I'll watch it. Um, so I remember I, I, I went and um, I got up and I'm sitting in the, the back hall, the back, you know, and I've got a t shirt on, my shorts, and because it's, it's, it's obvious, you know. Well, it's kind of nice. And uh, I sat there and, and I just enjoyed being back. Mm -hmm. I just enjoyed being back. And then uh, I, I continued. I don't think I came every class type thing because it was quite exhausting. Yeah. Uh, but I remember 
I think it would have been about two, three weeks later. He had a grading. Did Craig take part in the grading? Craig, I think, took part in the grading. Okay. No, no, maybe I'm wrong with that. But there was a there was a grading, and you present present the belts at the in Larkhall two or three weeks later, and um, I'm there and with the, the sticks and my shorts and my t-shirt there, and you said go up the front for the bell presentation, and I went I'm not I'm, I'm, I've got a t-shirt and my shorts on. Yeah. Is you need to go. You're a white belt. Go up there. You know, and. Uh, I was embarrassed. Do you think that was? Do you think that was during my black and white stage, or do you think that? Probably. Showed, <laughs> or do you think that showed showed a bit more understanding? No, I thought the empathy had just left you at that point. <laughs> no, Carry on. no. Um, but I, I was embarrassed being up there with the uniform on. Right. You know, and then it may it may have been it may have been more than three weeks actually. I'm thinking about it now. It might be more than three weeks because when I'd started going on a, like say, a weekly basis, I found myself after a couple of weeks standing up the back and pointing at, with my stick at people saying, you need to move your leg around there and do yeah, this, yeah. you know, or, or the more novice students. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Uh, and uh, then this belt presentation occurred and then I said to Shona on the way back, I says, right, uniform's on. Brilliant. Next time, uniform's on. And I think I came in again, then started coming in with the uniform one. And uh, it was it was hellish. <laughs> um, and it's still hellish, it, it really is. It's, you know, I, I, I'll i be doing a class and some nights everyone will just click and it'll be great. And then other nights I just can't, I just yeah. can't do anything. But then I think back to, it was like that before I had the stroke as well. Although I get more exhausted these these days, quicker, you know. Um, and and the brain doesn't work quite as fast in certain things, you know. So you have to try and compensate for that, you know. And and I, I do try, you know. But with the taekwondo, my recovery would have taken me a lot longer if if I recovered to the extent I would have, you know, I've recovered to at this, this point in time. Okay, yeah. Uh, when, I, when I'd sat in the house thinking about it, what, the things in Taekwondo will help my afflictions. Uh -huh. Is that the right term, afflictions? You know, I, I couldn't supinate my hands, right, so I couldn't do that. Right. You just, again, because this will only be audio, so... Yeah, prone is when you're the palm of your hands faces the floor. Right, okay. Right, supinate a bowl of soup in your hand. Of course, right, okay. Supinate, right, so you turn your wrist right round, you know. So I couldn't supinate, I couldn't turn my hands round. But the most basic of exercises we do is that. Punch. Yep. Rotating yeah. the hand. Yeah. Rotating the hand and the punch. So it was just a question. It was every day I'd be there and I'd be trying to build that. And I'd have, I'd have to use my other hand uh -huh. to push it back into place. Right. You know, I'd twist it round and I'd constantly do that. And I was, I was turning cards round 
you know, and, and, and they're doing all these different things. And there was a lot of things. I got involved in a lot of research programs about trying to help upper limb um, patients, you know, yep. get their limb movements back. So they all combined with the Taekwondo aspect and it, it just it, it sped it right up. It really did. Yep, yep. Uh, I remember going up to my physio and, um, and, and she says, you know, right Paul, today we'll, we'll practice in balance and just standing on one foot. Uh -huh. So I get straight away, I get in the crane stance. Yep, right. <laughs> and I start falling over like a tree. <laughs> so what are you doing, what are you doing? I says, well, she says, I'll make you lift your leg off the floor. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I went, I'm used to doing it this way, and you know, because it's that's what my brain tells me is a thing we do. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so I just practice that, yep. <laughs> you know, and it, it gets better. And, you know, and some days it's not as good, and some days it is, and, and that's it. So, it's I, you know, the, the whole Taekwondo thing really it sped up my recovery. The, the psychological side of getting back. You can't engage, but just being with so many good people running about you, you know, they're encouraging you every step of the way. And that's a natural thing for a school anyway, you know, from getting the white belts in to getting them to the yellow, yellow belts and, and up for it. It's all about encouragement. Maybe, you know, we're raising the bar a wee bit and I have to try and raise the bar for myself. You know, I kind of just expect to raise the bar with them and no doubt myself. Yeah. You know. yeah. So it's um, it's great, and then just just having the banner, they talking to people that do what you want to do and, and enjoy doing what you do. Yeah. You know, and um, and just having so many great people, like you know, yourself, you know, you, you've been absolutely fantastic to us, you know, um, you know, through this and the support we've had off you, we will never be able to repay you for that, you know. Um, support we've had from Mr. Walker, Mr. Shaw, uh, Mr. Bogasso, of course, you know, and um, you know, the, my fellow black belts, you know, they've been fantastic. Mr. Logan, you know, Mr. Gillen, and, and you know, and I, I can't say enough about these people. I really can't. One of the things I wrote down, <clears throat> uh, as I say, I, 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 I take notes during these things, and one of the things I wrote down was, was club. Club versus school. Now, club, yeah. I, 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 you sort of touched on this earlier, and, and, and it shouldn't be a criticism, but, well, in fact, there's no but, that it shouldn't be a criticism, full stop. Uh, things are different, and they're different to people, and what they want to build is different, and, and, and there's a place for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, can you talk a wee bit about what, what you see the difference, or the main differences between a... a a martial arts club and a, and a martial arts school and the sort of ethos of the school that's, that's clearly for what you're saying has helped you yeah. as opposed to just showing up and doing two classes a week, uh, you go away and that's that type thing. Yeah, I think that's a, it's, it's kind of difficult one to say, maybe the term club and, and school can be intertwined at times, you know. Yep, of course, yeah. There'll be, there'll be Taekwondo or Karate clubs all over the world they'll be very much like ours yeah yeah we call ours a school you know but i think the school is that you know we're 
you know, we're, we're educating people here, you know, to, to, to be good martial artists, first and foremost, but to be very good people as well, you know, yeah. and, and we're a club, there'll be clubs that will be like that as well. Yeah, of course. There'll be a lot of just, you know, it's, um, it's, I, I'm, I'm really struggling to define it, I suppose, as easy as that. You know, I think this is one of these really grey areas. Uh -huh. um, I don't like the term club now. Yeah, I've grown to, to dislike it as well. I, I, I do I do think your place is a school and a school is a place to, to, to nurture and, and educate and promote and yeah. boost confidence and, and all that. Clubs could be like that. I just don't like the word. I think oh, that's yeah. a problem. And I apologise to anybody who runs a martial arts club. You know, and that's what they, they do. I, I apologise profusely, but you know, that's the way I feel with it. One of, one of the other things that I wrote down was you'd mentioned, I mean, going back to the 80s now, you'd mentioned uh, about, you'd mentioned about having this sort of being self conscious about your weight, right? And that yeah. putting. And that putting you off for a time, but I'm just wondering how many people are put off by, by something like that. How many people are put off by a physical uh, a physical problem that they had? Now, this is a great question for you because, uh, well, you've what 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 worse or what could have been worse of a physical impediment than suffering a stroke? Aye. But you still, you found that 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 bravery or inspiration or whatever it was to get back in. So surely that should be inspirational to people who are scared, who are thinking, "I'm a wee bit overweight," or uh, "I'm shy," or, or whatever, stopping people from joining a martial arts school. Yeah, I, I think back in you go to my company in the seventies, eighties, and all that, you know. And, um, they were different then, they were, you know, it's a bit like walking into a gym, I suppose, where you've got these guys that are, you know, muscles growing on top of muscles. Yep, yep. You know. Just like me and you, you, you mean? <laughs> you know, and um, and that, that kind of puts a, puts a fear into you at times, you know, that you, you can't do what they're doing, you know, but you should do that mindset that you're not got, you know, they did that something that's totally different. Yeah. Uh, they, they may be professionals, they may be just be bonkers about, they need to have this, all these muscles, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and with me, it was, you know, it was just getting that, there was just always that, you know, it's, you, you, you're big and you're fat and that's it, you know, you don't do Taekwondo. You know, and uh, you don't do martial arts, you know, and uh, and and I dare say if I'd went to when some of uh, the original Korean masters that came to Scotland, mm -hmm. I don't think it would have lasted. Right. You know, because yeah. it was a it was a different atmosphere. Uh -huh. um, you know, Mister Mister Walker will go back and be able to tell you the stories about the things that happened in the past. You know, and. Yep. Uh, and they were, I don't know the term brutal is the right term to use here, but 
that's the Mr. Walker whose arm I'm trying to twist to come on the podcast. So now that you're now that you're calling him out, you'll listen to this and, and we'll, we'll we'll get get him they on. Were, they were far far different places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you go back to the the way these these instructors, these Korean instructors, were brought up. Uh-huh. They only knew one way to teach. Yeah, yeah. You know, so for them that was that that was the, the correct method to go to go about it. You know, and it was a very strict regime, and you know that. So I don't think it would have lasted. But well, right. So there's a, there's another perfect segue into the next note that I've wrote down. So you're you're talking about people being part of the school now. Uh, you're you've got. Two, two, two family members, yourself and Craig, father and son. Yeah. And then you've got your good lady, Shona. So that's three people I'm talking about. And this counts for all of the other parents and all of the, the, the grandparents and anybody else who brings kids or, or, or family members or whatever to the school to train. They're all part of the school. So even though the, 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 the husband or wife or parent or grandparent might not be a registered member or, a, or someone who trains at the school. You've now got a full family, uh, mum and dad and child who are all yeah. part of the school. Yeah. So, so that's, been a, that's been a complete change since when you first walked in the Doria Martial Arts Club. For oh, the but, aye, because I was there. Um, I went with a friend at that time and, you know, and introduced him and then uh, it's better for me now because there's a commitment on my part to go there because Craig's involved in it or because Shona goes and, you know, and watches, you know. Yeah. I didn't have that commitment back in the 80s. Yeah. If, you know, if I was waiting on a lift to take me around to the school or to, you know, the hall at that time. Yeah. If it didn't lift and they turn up, I, would, I, I didn't go. Oh, that's it, aye. Yeah. Nowadays, I'm like that, you know, right, it's time to ready. You know, let's, let's go. I've shown us that. Come on, get ready, you used to. Yeah, yeah. You know? So she's, she, you know, shown us more, you know, we need to get you out and, and, and away to the way to school. It's the snowball you know? effect button. That's why, yeah. that's, that's, that's what makes the community grow because the more people that get involved, the bigger that sort of snowball gets, the more it gathers up things on its way. Uh, and as I say, you get, you're involved, and then Craig's involved, and then by default, really, his mum becomes involved. Uh, and there's no real responsibility on just one of these. It all starts to roll. But that's happening with lots of different families. Yeah. It's kind of brought us to where we are now, uh, a big community that we've got. Yeah, and, and in, the, in the first few months when I got out of hospital, obviously, I couldn't, I couldn't attend class, you know. I think it was late late July. I came back to the first class, and uh, the the help um, Mrs. Summers, because uh-huh. um, Craig was still going to school. We made sure he he went to school every day. Yeah, you know, apart from the time we were in Aberdeen, uh, and the school were fantastic. He's high school, and Mrs. Summers. But then, because Shona couldn't leave the house and leave me in the house myself, yeah. Yep. So, Mrs. Summers was driving her 
they arrived, peace go bride for she was working, or to pick Craig up to take him to school, bring him back to your drop over. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's Fiona Summers, a, a coloured belt student. No, no. When I say not yeah. even a black belt, but it's just to yeah. highlight that, that this goes this ethos of helping people goes from white belt all the way through to yeah. high sort of rank yeah. black belt. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and not just Mrs. Summers. There was other people that did that as as well. You know, so but she was. You know, this is the one person I, I remember sticking out and, and doing yeah. it kind of regular basis. You know, um, yeah. So you what you and Mrs. Bogarism and um, and I suppose our team have achieved. But you two primarily have, have you've. You've achieved in a fantastic thing. This is this is some legacy you used to have got. I don't, you know? I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it, it really is. It's um, uh, you know, I can't think of, I can't think of a better place to be. You know, it's quite humbling. In fact, it's very humbling. Uh, I think I see this all the time, but it's. Uh, Without students, there's no instructors. Aye, <laughs> it's as simple as that. There has to be. It's. I keep saying this. The thing I always say is it's my name above the door, but it's it's our school. Mm. It, it, none of it works without everybody. None Aye. of it works without everybody. Yeah, I, I know, but you, you you guys needed that vision, if you like, and that strategy to to. To implement this years and years ago. I'm not saying you I'm not saying you you your strategy was that we will have this school like this, you know, exactly like this. Uh -huh. You know. But years ago, I think you you said the story, you went to Ireland and I think you had the charter of Master Darcy and he says it's not a club, it's a school. Yeah. 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 Um, and you come back and, and that was the change. Then and, and I don't know how many years ago was that I can't remember, um, but what you've achieved in that relatively short time because that is a relatively short time time for yeah. change. Um, not just changing your ethos, but changing behaviours. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. You know, I've I've been around my particular job and my professional life as about going in and, and look at companies and, and how they, they change behaviours and things like that. And how are the behaviours of their company, you know, at the present or current state. And it takes a long, long time to change things, mm -hmm. you know. And you've done it in a relatively short time space of time, you know. And it's a, it's, it's a real, it's an honour to, to, to attend the school in the first place. Thank you. You know, Thank you. And, I remember writing in, in Facebook once that I take great pride in when you allow me to go and teach the kids or, or teach a, um, colour belt students. Yep. You know, particularly kids, you know, because I have this, you know, it's, I talk about this legacy, I've, I've, I've imprinted something in their brain. But that's my legacy, you know, apart from my boy. Yeah. I, I, I have a legacy within that school as well. I've got a, I have a, a, a stake in your school. Yeah, 100%. You know, 100%. And, and 
to make that school as better as best we can do, I think is, I think, you know, I think I'm not just talking for myself. I think I'm talking for every black belt you've ever brought through. I think they all feel the same, you know. I think, I think this current circumstance that we're in, because uh, obviously the, the, the physical school has moved a couple of times. Yes, yeah. Uh, and it's, when, when you don't have a full-time school, it's easy to say, yeah, the, the school's much more than, than, than sort of bricks and mortar type thing. <laughs> but the community that we had within a hall before the lockdown happened has been, I, I would say, almost identical We've replicated that identically over these sort of virtual pl platforms that we're using at the minute. Uh, and again, that that that's that that shows me that it's that it's not it's not the the sort of it's not the bricks and mortar, but it's and again it's cliched, but it's the people within them that make up the school, that make up the community. Yeah, I think that that that's more important than having. It means that we can take that attitude and, and sort of spirit anywhere at all. Yes. I see it. Uh, and I, I think it I think it stems as well from the association we're in. Yep. And, and Grandmaster's legacy if you like. Um you know and that was exemplified last night, you know, when with Mr. Ramirez, you know, and he talked about the family and he talked about the Emma family and yeah. and all that. You know, and it, you know and then it, and uh, it's just it's, it's a fantastic thing it's brilliant I love it's just it. a good place to be it's brilliant it is you know <laughs> you should be so proud of yourself we are I mean we are uh, we are it would be un, it would be it would be lying to say that, that you don't sort of take a step back sometimes and, and, and look and, and you do you, you, you are you're proud uh, uh, right get, get yourself a pat in the back every now and again. Right, yeah indeed I <laughs> uh, Right, one last thing I want to touch on is, mm -hmm. is Craig really is, is your boy, uh, but you can obviously personalise it by talking about Craig, but for someone who, who came into a martial art in the 80s and has been through all of this time, and obviously your own son does it now, and, and he's obviously grown into quite a martial artist himself. Uh, Thank you. So, Sell and I'm and listen. I'm not talking about taekwondo, and I'm, I'm not talking about just our school, but sell martial arts to, to children. What's what's the benefit there for a father and as a, a senior black belt and somebody who's seen a lot of what, what it can do? So we can finish on a nice sort of positive note. I thought it was positive all the way through, but that's okay. it, well, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, um, he. I'd like to say, you know, it does bring the two years together, you know, but he has his own life as well and he's got his pals and all that. So there are times that he, he needs to be away from his dad and all that, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. But the but the whole, the Taekwondo part of it, the aspect of it is that he is, he's, he's pretty focused on it. Uh, and I think that comes from Watching people within the school, mm -hmm. yep. you know, uh, having the having people like yourself, Mr. Green, um, Mr. Gillen Senior, as, as role models for them. Not, not just me, you know, and I'd like to think, and I know he does look up to me, and he does 
you know, he went, you'll not tell you that, but, you know, um, you know, but he, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I just, I, I just noticed I mentioned three men there, but there, there's also, you know, the ladies, you know, Miss Marlon, he thinks worldly, yeah. you know, uh, Mrs. Gray, Miss Gray. <laughs> The, 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 the list is actually endless. Aye, aye. Which is a good and, collection. And, and the Colour Belt students, you know, that all help him along. And, and, and it, he's, it, it brings us together, but we don't train it like with each other because that, that just doesn't end. You know, he's physically and technically so far better than me now. It's, it's unreal. So, um, you know, when he's he's kicked me about the house, he kicks me about the house, you know, <laughs> and that's it. And he laughs at me at it, you know, and he thinks, oh, so I have to pull a fly one on him every now and again, you know, just come back to place. But he's, I don't think I'm answering this very well, this question. You know. well, let, let, me, let me focus you just a wee bit. So yeah. a parent says to you, uh, why should I take my child to Taekwondo? What's your answer? Or, or any martial arts, or any martial arts. Yeah. I think that I think that's a difficult one to answer. You know, I, I could answer for our school. Right, well, okay, let's let's right. do it. I think they they will find a sense of um well being. Okay. Um the they will be made to achieve their goals. Okay, yep. The no, sorry, that's maybe not the right way of phrasing it. The goals they set, like going for the next belt, they have to work for them. Well, you know, no, you, 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 I, that's what I took to what you said. Yeah. Work yeah. Uh, it's not a given. Yeah. So, uh, the, we, we look for respect, you know, we, we try to build that respect into them. Uh, they will gain confidence as they go up through it. I was looking at, I was looking at some of their younger students and and how much they have improved over the past year or so, uh -huh. couple of years, you know. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it's terrific the technical ability of them, you know. Uh, and the, they're all good kids and and good senior people as well. Uh, you know, and they're respectful. You know, and I, I remember, I, I remember being in Asda in, in Blantyre one day, and one of our younger students seen me in, in Asda and came up and bowed. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and um, and they said, and he, he referred to Mr. Burns. You know, Mr. Burns and all this. You know, and he was with his aunt, and his aunt's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he says, "Oh, this is Mr. Burns with Taekwondo." You know, and, and I thought. You didn't have to do that, kid. Yeah. You know, but it was it was nice. Yeah. You know, um, so confidence, respect. They inevitably get fitter, and how fit they get is doing to them. They, yeah. you know, we I mean I'm not a good example of that, but um, you know, you look at some of the kids that that just. Just went beyond, you know, you know, because they, they just they just work hard. It's wonderful to see. It's wonderful. Aye. Um, the flexibility will get better. They're all round 
cardiovascular thing, and if he did tests on it, these kids will be fat. Yeah, you know, agree. Yeah, yeah, and it's just they'll come out, they get a smile on the face. You know, apart from the ones we get green. Yeah, (laughs) I'm all a joke. That's usually me, Mister Logan. Right, okay, let's see where we look. So, we're, we are 80 minutes into the podcast. God, it, it flies in. Uh, I'm, I'm bored with tears of it. Not at all. <laughs> not, not at all. Uh, right, okay, so the, the floor's yours just for the last wee bit. Anything else that you want to say or add or finish up the episode with? Even just for advice for life or what you've learned, anything at all? Even just one sentence or whatever. Oh, one sentence. I couldn't no do pressure. That this, this is your big moment. Uh, no. Um, you, you know, it's, it's one of these old cliches. Each day is precious. Yep. You know, but you've got to make the most of each day. Uh, when that could be taken away for you, you have no, you have no idea. You know, so try and have fun. Have lots of fun. Right? Work hard at your taekwondo or any martial arts you're involved in. Yeah. Uh, and, and just enjoy life. You know, it's, it's there to be enjoyed. You know, um, you know, peace to everybody really. You know, just be nice. You know, there's nothing wrong with being nice to folk. There's you not enough uh, yeah. uh, I can't think of a better way ending than that, to be fair. Uh, so. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, no. Um, can I just say, I forgot, there's one or two people I forgot to mention. Yeah, work away, aye, yep. Right. Mr. Andrew Gillen. Andrew Gillen. Was, you know, um, Mr. Jim Logan. Yep. Right. And um, Mrs. Gray, Miss Gray, you know, Miss Marlon. I've, I've known her since, I've known her since, old, oh God, she was about eight years old or something like that, you know. Yep. So, um Finer people I couldn't even think to meet, you know, honestly. Anybody who wants to come along to your school, when we finally get back in Aberdeen, yeah. you know, um, do it. Brilliant. If you're in Hamilton, Lap, go, area, come along, you know, you're more right. than welcome. Okay, right, we shall end it there, that's brilliant. Uh, Thank you very yeah, much. Say, we're just going on 80 minutes, so that's that's a, that's a, good, a good length, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Take care. Thank you. Right, okay. Thanks. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.